right, hey everybody, welcome to the inaugural episode of a true crime podcast called Crimes, Killers, Cults, and Beer. His name is Todd. And his name is Bill. <laughs> and we're going to hopefully win you over and we'll be doing episodes for you for a long time. Absolutely. Yes. First off, a little bit about us. Uh, we're both heavy metal musicians, and we, we've we been in bands before back years ago and everything. I'm not in a band currently, but Todd is, and we'll tell you more about that later. I also did an online radio show for three years, and it was pretty successful. So this ain't my first radio with things like this, and we're... We have a. We started another podcast. It's called Bill and Todd's Excellent Digression, and it's a comedic podcast about you know doing movie, you know, TV show, and movie reviews, and whatnot. It's a funny look at them. And so far, we've got ten episodes in, and you can find that one on Spotify or at all all the platforms. And we hope you'll check that one out too. Yes, please, so, by all means. Yeah, we have. Have fun doing them, and we yes, hope we do. have fun doing this too. And you might have noticed something about the our title, about a certain beverage that's part of it, beer. Yes, beer. I mean, you kind of need a beer when you're talking about the lowest forms of human scum ever to walk the planet, right? <laughs> so, so what what are you drinking? Today I have a New Belgium, it is Agent 77 IPA by Voodoo Ranger. Nice, Ooh, is it it's, good? It's an, oh yeah, that's good. It's 7.7% alcohol too. I might be messed up by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing on me, man. I, I'm drinking a pale ale. It's, a, it's an American, or excuse me, a pale lager. And... It was really smooth, really smooth uh, hops, yeast, and everything. It was brewed really well. I think it's brewed in St. Louis. It's called Bud Light. It's called Bud Light. Nice. <laughs> Todd's the beer connoisseur. I'm I'm the I'm the snob. I had a Bud Light <laughs> earlier, so you know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much only drink one thing, and that's Bud Light. And, if it ain't, I have a if it ain't broke, don't fix it mindset. <laughs> I, just, I like trying new things every now and again. Yeah, I, when it comes to beer, I just, ugh, I just I like my Bud Light. Right on. So nothing anyway, wrong with that. To, nope. Anyway, today's episode. Now this is this isn't going to be the norm of how we do things, but Todd here has no clue what. This story is all about none whatsoever. I stayed in the dark. Yeah, and because this story is so unbelievable, just you're 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 not you're you're going to think it's fiction. <laughs> and and I wanted I wanted him to have a genuine reaction from it. And I'm I'm sure a lot of our listeners have probably listened to other podcasts about it. I know of several really good ones that I've listened to. But we're, tell, we're telling the story of Michael Malloy. Now, he is... you know who Rasputin is? Rasputin, the mad monk, yeah. Yeah, and you know how 
he kind of refused to die? Uh, yeah, according to the legend. Well, Michael Malloy has been called the Irish Rasputin, and this isn't legend. This is a, this is true. Everything oh in this story, everything that that's in this story is stuff that came out in court. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> so, now you got me interested. <laughs> so this man did not know how to die. He he refused, and it starts off with a with a with a cast of CD characters. We're going to introduce before we introduce our unfortunate hero of the story, Michael Malloy. But because it, there is a cast of characters that happens, you know that that's there, and we're and it's important because you kind of got to know who they are going going through the story. So on these podcasts, I have to cite sources. On the House, The Bizarre Killing of Michael Malloy by Simon Reed. I actually had to find that in, have my library track it down because of the fact that it's out of print and new copies of it are like a hundred bucks. I, I read through that and I also, I found an article on thejournal.ie. There's an article that I found really helpful called Iron Mike Malloy, the Donegal man they tried nine times to kill. I found that I found that article really helpful. <clears throat> so, and I, of course, I've listened to several podcasts about him, including Morbid and True Crime Kent. Those are the two main ones that I listen to. But I didn't really listen to them for sources, you know, for information to to put together this timeline. I used the book, I used the article mainly for that. So, first off, we have Tony Marino. Oh, this takes place. This takes place back in the, back in the depression and during prohibition. That's important uh, too. So we have Tony Marino. Now he's a he owns a speakeasy, and not not like a nice speakeasy or anything like that. This is a really seedy speakeasy, really just just disgusting, small, and we'll we'll get to that later. We'll we'll get to the description of it later, but. He he owns the speakeasy. Now this guy's riddled with syphilis and and other STDs. And he he's he's just a total piece of shit. Okay? And he's a he's a, abusive to his wife. He beats the shit out of her constantly. He actually gave syphilis to his wife and she found out while while giving birth to their son. Oh my. <laughs> so so th- this guy is just a, a big time piece of shit. Now oh, he boy, he yeah. also at, yeah, his wife actually left him at one point, but wound up coming back. But shortly thereafter, he moves you know, he moves a side piece in into the house, and you know the wife doesn't like it or anything like that, but she doesn't do anything about it. Yeah, she she kind of she kind of lets all this shit happen to her. Which, you know, I'm not, you can't blame the victim or anything, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. So, so he brings the side piece in, and now this is, what happens to her, this is important, because it has to do with later on in the story. So, he, after he's done playing with her and everything, he decides, he gets this bright idea about taking out a life insurance policy on her. And then he kills her for the life insurance money. Who, the side piece? Yeah, he kills the side piece for some life insurance money. Oh, wow. Like I said, this guy's a major piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, right. So, 
you know, the, the policy was for $2,000, which in today's money is around 39000 But the way he kills her is he gets her super drunk one night, like to the point to where, he, where she passes out. And he, he, puts her, he puts her in bed right next, to, right next to the open window. This is in New York, and it's, you know, it's super cold outside. And he, he soaks the bed, soaks the, you know, soaks the mattress, soaks the bed, soaks her, wraps her up in, in a, a wet quilt. And puts, puts her right next to the open window. And she, of course, freezes to death. And her death is listed, the cause of death is listed as, complica- as pneumonia complications. So, perfectly. What? Yeah. Perfectly legal. Yeah, per- perfectly valid reason for collecting on a life insurance policy. But next cast cast member is Red Murphy. He's a bartender, and he's he's actually an escaped mental patient. <laughs> and you know he's he's got like a double digit IQ, not not very bright, but he's Tony Marino's bartender at Marino's Speakeasy. So he he pays him a dollar a dollar a day, and he gets to drink for free. And he also lives there at the bar. He, like literally cool. lives there. There there's a there's a old nasty couch in the bar. Now this is a really small bar. Like if you probably a little bit bigger than my than my bunker that I'm in here. You know, and and that's like ten by fifteen or something like that. Ten by eighteen. I don't know. But it's not much. It's it's a, it's a small storefront, basically. Right. So, so he he sleeps on this nasty ass couch. I'm sure it's, you know, I'm sure it's been pissed all over and everything. It's 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 just disgusting. I'm sure. <laughs> hey, well, at least he can't be late for work. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, the next next cast next cast member, Frank Pasqua. He's an undertaker. Now, he is actually Mike's uh, Michael Malloy's occasional employer, but he's he's the one that took him to Marino's Speakeasy in the um, in the first place. So, of course, as an undertaker, he probably knows many insurance agents, which comes into play later. So, I'm just putting that out there because, you know, that's kind of important to the story later. Well. Next, next we have Daniel Kreisberg, uh, and he's he's a fruit seller, and he's just kind of there. I mean, he he's a, a family man. Next we have Tough Tony Bastone. <laughs> tough Tony. Yep, Tough Tony Bastone. He's he's basically a, a hitman for the mob. And he also provides liquor to a lot of the speakeasies in New York City. Yeah, because this is during Prohibition. Yes. We have Hershey Green. He's a cab driver. Oh, and we also have Joseph uh, Joseph Maglioni, and he's like an underling. You know, he's he's like a an underling of Tough Tony. Gotcha. He's, he's, he's like he's the guy that says. Want me to get him, boss? Want me to get him, boss? <laughs> <laughs> so, now that we have our cast of characters assembled, let's meet Michael. Michael 
like I said, he was working for Frank Pasqua initially, and he became a, a regular at the bar. He loved to drink. This guy could literally outdrink anybody. And, you know, he was he was basically homeless, and he didn't have much of a job. I mean, Frank Pasqua would let him sleep at the at the morgues from time to time. <laughs> so That's always fun. <laughs> so he would come in, you know, he, he would come in and, you know, what little money that he had. I mean, he would go out and do, like, odd jobs around around the, the city and everything. And, and whatever money he made, he took it to the speakeasy and drank it. He just, That's all he cared about was drinking. And, and pretty much the only food that he ate were the free sardine sandwiches that the speakeasy offered. That's all he had. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> he lived on liquor and sardine sandwiches. <laughs> oh. All right, I guess. You got to do what you got to do, I suppose. Now the the bathroom the bathroom in this um, in this tiny little building is like literally right next to the bar, and the only thing separating it is a curtain. Oh, yeah, there's no door. One of those places, huh? Said one of those places. Yeah, but if he you've got people in there drinking liquor and eating sardine sandwiches, can you imagine what that place must have smelled like because of the bathroom oh. being? <laughs> oh. God, <laughs> uh, this is not a bar that I would light want to a go match, to. will you? For God's sake, <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think it would help, honestly. Because you have the, you know, the a lot of that liquor that you had back in there was moonshine and hooch, basically. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you might you might get some top shelf li- um, liquor that smuggled into the United or into the country, which I mean that happened, but I doubt that. I doubt that Tony's Marino's speakeasy was able to get their hands on any of the top shelf stuff. Yeah, probably not. No, that was, you know, Nucky, the Boardwalk Empire. He got all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, he got all the good shit. That was a good show. You know, I never watched it. I guess I'll have to watch that one now, too. Yeah, it, it's good. Um, I only watched it once, and I don't think I've watched the final season, but it's really good. So, Michael, you know, he, what, once he would get cut off, once, once his tab got cut off by Marino, he would start begging people for, for drinks. I was like, hey, man, can I, can I get a drink? Come on. <laughs> I know people like that. <laughs> yeah. So, Marino decides to, that he's going to hire Michael as a bartender. And he pays him by free drink. You know, not unlimited free drinks, but, you know, but free drinks. Like, a, a basically yeah. a, da- a daily tab, we'll say. Right. And, and Michael also lives there now. So we've got Red Murphy and Michael, two, you know, two homeless bums and everything living in this in this bar <laughs> <laughs> but anyway it's during it's during prohibition and the speakeasy's not doing very well so tony tony and frank and and daniel were are discussing the the bar failing and they're trying to come up with you know like some sort of hustle and everything so that they can get more money and they they can't help but notice how sickly Michael looks. He he looks like he's literally about to die. So he he's probably he's probably a, a like forty fifty you know mid forties to mid fifties somewhere along in that age in that range. 
Mm-hmm. But because he's been drinking all of his life, like, like nonstop, he's a raging alcoholic, he looks a hell of a lot older than that. So Frank, the undertaker, he suggests that Tony Marino take a life insurance policy on Michael Malloy. And he would, and, and then kill him. And then he would, he would handle the, the autopsy. So, you know, what can go wrong, right? Right. Yeah, what no, could go wrong? You, you have no <laughs> clue. I, I, I'm assuming no by how you wanted me to stay in the dark about this that uh, pretty much everything goes wrong? Pretty much. <laughs> Just assuming. I have no idea. Like I said, I was a good boy and stayed in the dark. So, of course, when, you know, once once he dies and everything, he's, you know, Pasquale is going to handle the, the autopsy and deal with the insurance agents and do all the paperwork and all that stuff to, you know, to make it legit. But the thing is, is they're going to have to make, it's going to have, it can't look like a murder. So it, it's going to have to be like natural causes. Right. So Frank, Frank and Tony Marino are in on it, but, but Kreisberg was there too, and he wants in. So they cut him in. So that's so he's he's just in because he happened to be there. So you know, I, I, he might he may have said something along the lines of, "Yeah, you better cut me in if you want me to keep quiet." Although they know tough Tony, and and, and an undertaker, so it's probably not a good idea to threaten these people. So I don't think that he he would have threatened them. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. No. So they they go to a they. They go to a life insurance agent, and they try to take out a $3,500 policy on him, which would have been like $60,000 approximately in today's money. And due, due to Michael's fragile condition, the policy is denied. You would think that right then, right then and there that that would be a, a, a sign that's like, okay, maybe this isn't such a good idea. You know, you you would think, mm-hmm. right? You would think. <laughs> but nope. They go to a different agent and try again. And it's also denied. Hmm. So, once again, okay, if, if, if at first you fail, try again. If you fail then too, maybe you're... Maybe it's not such a great idea after all. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the universe trying to tell you something. Right? You think, <laughs> but you know. But nope. So now they they decide, okay, Red Murph Red Murphy, the, the bartender, is going to be the the beneficiary of the policy. And they're going to they're gonna put the name Nicholas Mellory on the on the policy instead of Michael Malloy mm-hmm. so and there, and red red murphy is going to pretend to be nicholas mallory's brother so now we've got four people involved <laughs> and the plot thickens <laughs> yeah so they they find, they find this works and they're able to get the policy and of, of course you know the the people that the policy this is how bad this thing is, okay? Frank Pasquale is an undertaker, and he has uh, dealings with life insurance agents. 
you know. So, mm-hmm. but of course, the ones that he's going to send them to are probably the more seedy ones, and the and the seedy one, and two of the seedy ones said no. So that that right there should tell you something. I mean, I mean the the policy, the company, the insurance company wasn't seedy, but the actual agents were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh-huh. like gotcha. Prudential, Prudential was one of them. So oh. and that that's not a seedy company, but you know you could have a seedy agent working for you a reputable seedy company. Agents, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. So they get a sixteen hundred dollar policy, which is thirty grand in today's money, and they're and the the payment on it is five dollars a month, which I guess is like around fifty dollars, maybe more, in today's money, per month. Yeah, I guess. Right. I'm gonna take your word for it because I'm in <laughs> no position to do that kind of math right now. So now, enter Tough Tony. He gets wind of it because he overhears them talking about it, and he wants in just because he provides the liquor to the to the bar. So it's like, hey, if you want to keep selling your liquor, you better cut me in on this. So now we've got five people involved. Well, six if you count um, Maglioni, you know the the. The henchman of Tough Tony. Yeah. So we've got we're up to six people. So. So basically, you know they're going to get around three hundred dollars each, which is about six grand today. <laughs> is that a, is that a, is six grand enough to kill somebody? No. <laughs> eh, nah. Nah. Depends. Well, depends on who. <laughs> dude, I, don't, dude, I don't even think I could kill somebody I hated for six grand. It has to be a no. whole lot more than that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so they wound up by two, taking out two more policies at five hundred dollars each. So they've got twenty six hundred dollars total in, in insurance policies, which is equal to about fifty one grand today, making it about now about ten grand each. We're getting there. Yeah. So now, so, so now they're they're like okay well now we got to kill Michael we 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 have to kill Michael Malloy so it has to, it has to look like an accident. Tough Tony's like well why don't we just fucking shoot him? <laughs> <laughs> like no Tony it has to be an accident. <laughs> I could accidentally beat the fuck out of him. I don't know what happened, Yana. He accidentally fell onto my baseball bat like 29 <laughs> times. <laughs> so he, tough Tony ain't tough Tony ain't very bright. He's he's tough. <laughs> so, well, with a name like that, you wouldn't think that he would be a a needlepoint expert. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't sound like the sharpest pencil in the box. <laughs> nice, good one. <laughs> So, you know. Yeah, that, that was a good setup and, and serve right there. <laughs> yep, yep. Didn't even mean to. <laughs> so, so they come up with this idea. Michael loves to drink, and it already looks like he's about to die. Let's just let him drink himself to death. So they, they're like, okay, Michael, buddy, buddy. You, you've been a good employee, and before that, you were a good customer. You know, we all like you here. We're all friends. We're going to give you an unlimited tab just because we like you so much. <laughs> and Michael Malloy's like, what? 
Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's all about that shit, I bet. <laughs> he's he's on cloud nine. So, one weekend, nothing happens. He's drinking from the crack from the moment they open up in the morning to the to the time that he passes out at night, literally nonstop. You know, he he's he's on cloud nine. He he, he he's got his best friends in the world now. Yeah, you know, he's, he's he's this is the happiest he's ever been in his life. Uh huh. So. But Marino keeps paying out the insurance policies. He's, he's, he's paying for liquor, and he's paying for sardine sandwiches. Not to mention, <laughs> <laughs> not to mention the, the lease on the building. You know, and he was already doing he was already doing pretty poorly. You know, business is already bad, and now he's got Michael Malloy drinking. Probably more than everybody else drinks combined. Yeah, right. And not dying, apparently. And not dying. So, <laughs> you know, he, he'll, he'll pass out. He'll stagger out and everything. He'll, he'll go somewhere. But he always comes back the next morning. Pass it, he passed out in the snow one time and didn't even freeze to death. So... <laughs> No, they're well, getting he's for... pickled himself like Keith Richards, man. He's never yeah. going to die. They didn't think this out well enough, I don't think. No, no. But then again, I mean, the the amount of alcohol that this guy and it, we're just getting started. Oh boy. <laughs> they're getting frustrated. You know, Mike, Michael is literally drinking enough to kill a normal person, and he's doing it every single day. So. So old old Red Murphy, you know the genius that he is. <laughs> he he said, you know, with his double digit IQ and the guy that was an escaped mental patient. He's a rocket scientist. Yeah, he suggests methanol, which is basically it, it's wood alcohol. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's also very toxic. And just ingesting a tiny amount of it can could cause blind blindness. Like a a single shot of it would be enough to kill a normal person in a matter of you know an hour or less. So so they started mixing it in with it in with his his moonshine or whiskey or whatever. They started mixing it in with that. Oh wow! Still doesn't die. Doesn't even notice. In fact, he likes it. <laughs> he likes it. He's like, "Wow, this is uh, I've never had this. I've never What's had this, this new before. flavor you put in the shine." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So, so by the end of the night, they're giving him more. You know, in each shot or each drink, they're giving him more methanol than actual whiskey. So, yeah, he leaves, and. Yeah, you know, they're they're it's like okay, this has got to do it. This has got to do it. The next morning, guess who walks through the door? Our buddy Michael. <laughs> He's like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" And they're 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 all looking. You know, they they've got to be just stunned. They're like, "What in right. the hell?" <laughs> 
So why ain't you dead? <laughs> so he, he's this guy's got a liver made out of steel, apparently. No shit, dude. His liver's a freaking champion. <laughs> Olympic champion, <laughs> drinking. Damn if, right. If, if drinking were an Olympic sport, he would be, he would bring home the gold every time. <laughs> yes, indeed. So they're they're getting more and more frustrated, and yeah, the, at some point they start giving him a hundred percent methanol, over and over again. One the one day he drank an entire quart of it. Holy shit! And he doesn't die. He he leaves and he leaves and then he he comes, walks him back in the next morning. <laughs> Ready to go do it again. Uh, this went on for days and weeks of just not, of just straight pure methanol. Now, whiskey has a pretty you know a pretty powerful smell to it, but methanol that stuff that stuff will make your eyes burn. Yeah, should it should anyway. Well, but, I mean that's. The only person in the bar that, yeah, that it's like everybody else has got to be like getting sick from these fumes, and the only person that's not is the person that they're trying to kill, and the person that's actually drinking this shit. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't want to jump ahead or nothing, but I just thought of something. Like, at, at what point do you realize that it's costing you more to kill this guy than you're going to get back? <laughs> oh, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. I know, that's why I said I didn't want to jump ahead, but it, that just but they, occurred to me. The thing is, is they never get to that point. They, they're just so, they're, they're just so dead set on, on, on this that they, they just keep going and going and going. They, they're, they're determined to, to see this through. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, well, I guess you gotta finish what you start, but. <laughs> damn. Yeah. I mean, they, you you gotta handle it. They're 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 committed. You gotta you gotta give them that. Yeah. Dumber than a bag of hammers, but committed they are. <laughs> so Kreisberg, you know, remember he's the guy that was just kind of there. You know, uh, he, he, yeah. He's a, he challenges Michael to a drinking contest. Oh boy. <laughs> that would be. Like a 16-year-old kid who's only had maybe three beers in his life challenging you or me to a drinking contest. <laughs> so, you know, basically, Kreisberg challenging Michael Malloy to a drinking contest. But, of course, Michael Malloy is just going to get straight methanol. And, well, of course. And then, and then Kreisberg will get the whiskey. So, Michael drinks Kreisberg under the table. Just not even close. I mean, it, he's he's pounding. He's he's probably drinking five to maybe even more than that to Kreisberg's one. <laughs> I mean, I, I wonder. I wonder if his at this point it's like if you held a, up a lighter in front of his face and he blew, would it? Yeah, you know, would he spit fire? Just from his breath. <laughs> yeah, from his breath. Because I mean, methanol is flammable. Yeah, it's possible. I would, I would guess. I would assume that it's possible. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, 
Now, this has got to be, you know, this has got to be super expensive to to be able to keep up. I mean, not only are you paying tough Tony for the actual liquor, you know, you're you're making a you're making a hard a hardware store guy's day with all the methanol that you're buying. <laughs> right? Jesus, man. <laughs> so I don't even know how they're managing this shit. I know. So so this this goes on day after day, week after week. And finally one night, Michael Malloy passed out and fell on the floor. Just just bam, landed on the floor. Uh, they they feel his pulse and it's really low and it's slowing down and he's not really breathing. Is 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 breathing really shallow, you know, really slowly. Mm-hmm. So they so they they think he's dead. He finally this is it. Yeah, he, he's gonna he's gonna die any minute now. Yeah, they're they're we about finally him. got him. They they finally got him. They they think that. You know, they're talking about what they're going to do with their money and all that stuff. And they've like, okay, well, they're, you know, Pasquale's there. And he's, he's like, okay, well, this this is the next step we have to do and blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, Michael Malloy on the floor starts snoring. Oh, Jesus. He just <laughs> fell asleep. He just passed out drunk. Yeah. He starts snoring. <laughs> just can you imagine the, the, just the, the look on their face? I mean, this. Oh my! <laughs> One of the lines in my song in the chorus, um, it's the song is called "Death of the Death of Michael Malloy," and one of the lines in the chorus is, is "Superhuman Distillery." <laughs> Hell yeah! I came up with that term. That wasn't something that I found anywhere. I came up with that, and I wrote it into my song. But still, yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. true. Superhuman distillery. Damn, man. I can't believe this guy is still fucking kicking. <laughs> oh, he's, that's crazy. He, he's my hero. I, I love the guy. And, and all reports say that he was a super nice guy. You know? Even that just, drunk? Even even while drunk, he, he just, you know. He, he would sit there. He'd be your best friend. He's a highly yeah, just, functional alcoholic, man. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, and he and he's apparently very trusting, too trusting. <laughs> well, yeah, since all of his friends are trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah, assholes. <laughs> so, so the next morning, Michael Malloy leaves to go do some errands. Yeah. And, he, he comes back later, and he's ready to drink. If I, I, I put that in there because of the fact that, you know, it's like, why even do errands at this point? You know, you, you've, got yeah, your, right? you've got your you've got your place to sleep there in the bar. You've got your free tap, and you've got your free sardine sandwiches. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Gross. I'm still going to ooh the sardine sandwiches, man. I can't help that. That's just wrong. I know. That, and, and we're not talking about... You know, we're we're talking about sardine sandwiches from the Prohibition days. I'm sure that um, cleanliness standards weren't as high as they are now. Oh yeah, I doubt they wash their hands at all. <laughs> at least in this place, I'm sure some places they kept up the cleanliness, but this place we're talking not about not this place, not this. Fairly place. certain that there was not much hand washing going on before making a sandwich. No. 
I don't even know if it just had a, a, a sink. Well, I'm sure it had a sink behind the bar, but I doubt the bathroom even had a sink. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, it's just a toilet behind a, you know, in a, in a closet behind a, you know, behind a curtain. Yeah. It's probably it's probably just a shower curtain, literally. <laughs> I'm sure it was. It's probably not even that. It's probably just a bunch of fucking potato sacks or something that they just fucking hung up. Yeah. I don't know. So, 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 so Pasqua comes up with this idea. He, he says that he once embalmed a man who had died after eating raw oysters while drinking. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so apparently, like, acute indigestion, like, the oysters can't be broken down due to the alcohol. I mean, apparently that's a thing. Huh. Never heard of that, but all right. I, I mean, it, 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 it makes sense, I guess. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> so, so what they do is they they soak raw oysters in methanol for several days. And oh of Jesus course, Christ! So they probably and they probably weren't, you know, they probably weren't kept cold at that point. Well, I mean, I doubt that they put the methanol in the refrigerator. So, of course, these oysters, these raw oysters, probably rotted after a day or so. Well, yeah. not that much alcohol. They're probably well, preserved. Well, true. Of course, he... Or maybe he... I don't know. I. It doesn't I think, matter. It still can't be good for you no matter what, so... <laughs> so... So, after after they've soaked in the methanol for several days, they, they put them on a plate and hand them, hand them to Michael. Hey, you want some oysters? Change it up from the sardines, maybe? <laughs> so he eats them. And nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. He's he's fine. So they're thinking, okay, well, may, maybe it might take a day or two. You know, get in it, get in his stomach and all that stuff. And But so a, couple, a day or two later, Marino asks how he is, how he's feeling. Michael Malloy says, he's, I've never felt better. <laughs> oh, my God, man. <laughs> you know they all got to be sitting there like, why won't you die? Why can't I kill you? And they got to do it with a fake smile on their face the entire time. Oh, and, Jesus, man. Oh, and it, it, it's kind of funny because you're... You, you're like, why won't you? Why won't you die? Yeah, that that's in yeah. my song too. It's like, why won't he die? He's not a man. A demon, a demon sent to foil our plan. De- desperation rising, taunting the monster. I crack a fake smile. Have another. Have another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a really good he's song. Not, he's <laughs> not human. He's like a piece of iron. <laughs> they, I mean, he's had several different. Nicknames, including like like I said, the Iris Rasputin, Mike Mike the Durable, <laughs> Mike the Durable. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the the unkillable Michael Malloy. <laughs> there there were several more. Mike the Durable. I <laughs> Mike love the Durable. that. Dude. I love oh, he, that. And even Iron Mike. Yeah, Iron Mike. But we already know there's an Iron Mike. You know, oh. that's what they called Tyson. So. Right, you know, but before he but, got, but uh, Michael, before he turned Michael, crazy and bit fucking what's his name's ear off, yeah, 
<laughs> but Michael Malloy had the had the name first. I'm sure, but you know, everybody knows Mike Tyson better than this guy. Right. So. Well, it, it's a shame. That, it's a shame that it, I can't believe that there's not been a dark comedy movie made made about this story. I know, right? I'm loving it so far. I mean, this story is incredible. And Somebody needs maybe, to make a movie out this. Yeah, we we there needs to be a movie made about about this story. It's just too unbelievable. I mean, it it it's it's a story that's literally packaged up. Just I mean, yeah, for it Hollywood. writes itself. It writes uh-huh. itself. I mean, dude, you don't even have to write a script. Just go, this is what happened. Now act. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, the, they're, they're pissed. And actually, the newspaper, the newspaper after, after the story broke, they named this group of idiots the Murder Trust. <laughs> murder Trust. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, that could be a good band name. Yeah, the murder trust. I'm surprised it isn't. <laughs> but so they're 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 pissed, and then of course somebody comes up with a plan. You know, Tough Tony comes up with a plan. He says, "Well, let's can we just beat the fuck? Can we just beat the fucker to death? <laughs> let's just to beat him to death. That's easy. Bam, boom, bing. He's dead. We get our money." <laughs> I was like, no, Tom Tony, no, down boy, down, bad, bad, bad. Bad. Hit him with a squirt <laughs> bottle. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. <laughs> so, Red Murphy, he decides, like, okay, well, he's eating all these sardine sandwiches, so let's just give him some, let's just let the sardines rot. <laughs> So he rots a bunch of sardines for several days to the point to where they're rancid. Mm. And then he soaked them in methanol. Of course. And then for good measure, he adds some metal shavings, some um, some shards of glass, oh. and carpet tacks. Oh. Mix it all up together, put it on some bread. Yeah, and after after he was like good and drunk, they they serve it to him. <laughs> Rotten sardine sandwiches with glass and metal shavings and carpet tacks. Carpet tacks. It's better than my ex-wife's cooking. Extra crunchy, extra crunchy sardine sandwiches today, Michael, for you. Yeah, but he loved them. Of course he did. He he loved it, (laughs) and he chased it with straight methanol and asked for another one of those sandwiches. So this goes on for several days. He's eaten these sandwiches, several of them, in a day, and somehow it's not ripping his insides, his intestines to shreds. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand how he survived that one. <laughs> Jesus, how is this guy still? Uh. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a titan. Apparently, this guy's like god level. Yeah. Holy oh, he's crap. Irish. He's well, Irish. <laughs> that could explain a lot, right there. True. The, uh, 
if there's not a Michael Malloy Day in I- in Ireland, there should be. Yes, there should be. We'll have to look that up and see if there is. Yeah, even though this happened in New York, he he, but he was a he was an Irish immigrant. He actually, you know, he immigrated from Ireland. So he's not he's not like a somebody that was born in the United States and calls themselves Irish. Right, like all them yeah. fucks from Boston. Yeah. <laughs> So, all of a sudden, Tony Marino remembers his side piece and how he killed her. Now, uh, in, case, in case you're wondering why he, you know, why he didn't think of that before, remember he's his brain is riddled with syphilis. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's if any at this rate, he's probably going to die of syphilis before Michael Malloy dies. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so at this point, it's January in New York City, so it's it's cold. Yeah, they once once he comes up with this, you know, lets everybody in on the story. He's like, "Well, why the hell didn't we do it in the first place?" <laughs> well, right. it wasn't winter when they came up with the plan, <laughs> so it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked in the beginning. This has been going on for months. <laughs> oh my, this is crazy. It's like, <laughs> at what you know? At, at what point don't you just give up? <laughs> I know they've had so many opportunities to say, you know what? This is more trouble than it's worth. This is costing us. This is getting messier and messier by the day. And <laughs> yeah, we, maybe we should stop. <laughs> so, so Michael comes in and they they get him schnockered. They they need him to pass out. So. He finally passes out. So they 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 pull him. They load him into, into a car and they take him to a park bench um, at at a park. And they unbutton his shirt. They drench him with five gallons of ice water. The temperatures are in the the teens to low twenties, and it's it's snowing. So they show up the next morning. They're thinking, "Oh my God." Yeah, I think there's no way he, you know, he's 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 got to be frozen solid by now. He's dead. You know, we're we're done. All of a sudden, guess who walks through the door? <laughs> he, he walks up the stairs. Michael Malloy. He tells them that, you know, they. Like man, I must have just passed out on the way home because I I I woke up and you know on a park bench or something, so I came back over here and slept in the basement next to the heater. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so now it's time for another plan. Now now keep in mind. As they're coming up with the plan, he's there's, he's still drinking from, you know, the time that he wakes up until the time that he goes to bed, and it's mostly methanol that he's drinking, you know, and, and they're, they're probably still feeding him rotten sardine sandwiches and, you know, with broken glass and metal and tacks, tacks, and <laughs> so they're they're probably still doing all of that stuff. If the information doesn't say, you know, but you know he's got to eat, otherwise he would starve to death. Well, there's a plan. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, no more sardines. You're cut off. 
Right. Were they I mean, liquor? Was liquor? Seriously? No, just the sardines. Just the sardines. No more. So you can't have any more sardines. When we're going to eat, your problem, not ours. You're, you're <laughs> killing. You're killing us. You're killing us with these damn. Um, yeah, with you're you're killing our, our money with all, with all these sardines. So you're no more killing sardines. us. Trying to kill you. <laughs> Holy <It's>, shit! <laughs> so. Well, that's not what you know. That's not what they did. But <laughs> so, so they get him drunk again, or excuse me, I got ahead of myself. New plan. Enter another player, another character in this in this cast of idiots. <laughs> Have we met this one yet? Hershey Green. I, oh, I mentioned. Hershey I mentioned him in the. Up. Yes. Yeah. I was wondering about so Hershey. Yeah, he's he's a cab driver. So. They get this bright idea. Let's run him over with the cab. <laughs> Just push him out in the road. It'll be an accident. <laughs> yeah. So now there's six people involved. <laughs> Seven if you count Maglioni. And the money's dwindling. Yeah. So, step one. They get him drunk again, and he passes out. Step two. They drive to a dark road and hold him up by the arms and the step three, the cab goes. The cab goes down to the, uh, you know, end, end of the street and speeds up. Step four, they let go of him right as he as he hits them, right right as he's there to hit him. They're getting ready to do that, but the the lights come on in a house, <laughs> so they load him up and they find another street. So they 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 get him up, and this time this time it, it's working, but even passed out. Michael's body pushes him out of the push subconsciously pushes himself out of the the line, line of sight of the of the vehicle. Oh my god. Like they let him go and his body just kind of, you know, just instinctively jerked him out of the way. Jerked he knocked himself out of the way. Wow. <laughs> so this happens several times. And finally they they hit him. They they launched him up into the air and he and he landed in in a ditch. Another car comes into view, so they so they have to leave Michael behind, you know, because they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be seen loading a what's presumably a dead body into into a car. All right. So Michael Malloy doesn't show up the next morning. So they they go to the they go to the spot where. Where they had, where he landed in the ditch, and he's gone. They're like, "What the hell?" So days go by. They're they're looking at the newspapers for stories of a hit and run accident or anything like that, and it, he hasn't turned up. He he hasn't, you know, he hasn't. He's gone. So they're they're thinking maybe he crawled, maybe he wasn't dead and he crawled off somewhere. And now he's just, you know, now he's just rotting somewhere underneath the snow. Right. So they come up with a new plan. You want to take a guess what this new plan is? Uh, I bet it's not trying to starve him to death. <laughs> nope. Keep in mind, they don't know where he is at the moment. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> this story's so friggin' crazy, dude. I can't even hazard a guess because I mean, I could probably guess the most insane thing that they would try to do, and it's gonna be more insane than that. 
Okay, come up with the most insane thing that you can think of. Okay, so what's their new plan? Well, they can't drink him to death. They can't eat him to death. Well, they don't know where he is. But they don't know where he is. So what, are they just going to call him missing and have him declared dead? No. That's not even insane. That's just, that's what normal people would do. Well, normal people wouldn't be trying to kill somebody for life insurance. <laughs> oh God, what what could they? I don't. I have no idea. It is. I just. I. I. I'm at a complete loss. I have no friggin' clue where this is going to go. <laughs> okay, the new plan. And I love it. <laughs> this needs to be a movie. <laughs> so the new yeah, you know what's funny? Hey, I did. I just did. I looked up something new. There is a movie called Murder Trust that's basically about this story. It's like a fourteen-minute short movie. Yeah, but there there needs to be like a Hollywood two two you know two hour oh, yeah. two and a half hour there movie. Needs to be a whole, yeah, there needs or to be a maybe even movie, a but... maybe even a, min, a mini series. But I I can't find out where you can watch it. But I did just do a little, I looked up, because remember we said that the Murder Trust would be a cool band name, so I looked that up to see if there was a band already called that. Mm. And guess what shows up? This movie on IMDb. And I'm like, well, okay, they did make a movie out of it, kind of. Well, maybe it's on YouTube. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, back to the story. This is not the Drag Ocean channel. (laughs) (laughs) No. The new plan is to find someone who looks like Michael Malloy, kill him, and pass him off as Michael Malloy, along with the fake Nicholas Mallory, Nicholas Mallory ID. So now they're killing two people. Well, they got to be getting desperate by now. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no worries. Let's, let's, we'll just find somebody that looks like him. I mean, <laughs> kill that you know, guy. Yeah, but you know the thing about this is this is this happened in New York, okay? And people in New York like to make fun of the people in the South, like you know, all right, we're gonna we're gonna kill that dude. We're gonna we're gonna string him up and we're gonna we're gonna beat him like a pinata, and then we're gonna you know we're gonna serve his guts to his mama, you know? Yeah. You know we you know the South gets all sorts of you know ridicule like like that, uh, but. These idiots are in New York, and they're this is this is something that you could, yeah. You know, especially this part about them finding somebody that looks like Malloy and killing him. That's something that yeah, you know, that a Northerner would make fun of a inbred Southerner uh-huh. and accuse him of you know, like say that he he was doing. <laughs> so they find this doppelganger. A man named Patrick Murray. He's also he's also homeless, of course. So they they offer they offer him work, and they then they so they take him over to the speakeasy and they get him schnockered too. Why not just feed him some methanol? For him, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Why not just feed him some methanol? It would it would have killed him right then and there. You know, <laughs> I mean, this, this says it, it might look kind of like Michael Malloy, but it's not Michael Malloy. This guy doesn't. There's no way this guy has Michael Malloy's drinking tolerance. Right. Well, that's. But you know, who knows, dude? They're probably fucking freaked out. Like this guy won't fucking die. Maybe this shit is all bullshit. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> they're like, dude, but, let's just fucking whack this dude and get it over with. 
so they they do the hit and run procedure again. They they do it to to Murray. Yeah, they 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 take him out and do the same thing. Although there's a witness. <laughs> Somebody takes the license plate number of the car, and and Murray survives. He's he's in the hospital for like two months. Jesus, these guys—they just can't get nothing right. Another new plan. <laughs> they come up with another brilliant plan. Of course, a gas line in a in a room, because you know that like gas was used back then to to as like a source of energy and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of a lot of you know a lot of buildings had gas lines, you know, instead of you know like electrical outlets. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're going to find another doppelganger and poison him with the gas. Another one? Another one. So they're, they're <laughs> contemplating their strategy. They're like figuring out how they're going to do this. And all of a sudden, Michael Malloy strolls into the bar. <laughs> of course he does. And you know what? I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what the, the you know what the first thing that he says is? I'm sure dying for a drink. I sure could have a drink, man. Yeah, of course. Are you feeling the pinch of the Great Depression? Can't find a place to get a nice stiff drink because the man says you can't? Well, come on down to Tony Marino's Speakeasy. We're all friends here, aren't we? That's right, Marino's Speakeasy, home of New York City's best loaded oyster plate and our award-winning crispy sardine sandwich. Can't afford to get a drink at the Boardwalk Empire? Well, no problem. Here at Marino's Speakeasy, we've come up with an alternative to the alcohol that the man has made illegal. With our unique and secret formulas, we have created a drink that will get you just as drunk, but it isn't liquor or BSC. Got a methanol delivery for you. Not so loud. Just put it over there. Damn. And here at Marino's Speakeasy, we want to give back to the community, see? Our family. To show our appreciation for all of you, we've started up an exciting contest. The Tab for Life Contest, see? That's right. One lucky winner will be randomly selected, and that person will have unlimited free drinks for the rest of his or her life. And employees are eligible, too. Our latest winner, Michael Malloy, he's our very own bartender. What do you think, Iron Mike? Thanks, boss. I really love my job and all of my friends, but I sure am dying for a drink. Coming right up, buddy. So come on down to Tony Marino's Speakeasy, where community is family. No purchase necessary for the Tab for Life contest. The only qualification is the winner must have a life insurance policy with Tony Marino as the beneficiary. Marino's Speakeasy is in no way affiliated with the Murder Trust. I mean, shit, if I was still alive after all that crap, that's the first thing I'd want. <laughs> he was he was bandaged and bruised. So they they instantly just started pouring him methanol. <laughs> because that's worked so, so far. Yeah, right. So he says that he was hit by a by a speeding car. He's like I, I must have been hit by a speeding car, I reckon. <laughs> must have must have left the bar and stumbled into the street. I ended up at the hospital. 
you know, I ended up at the hospital and they, they treated me. He had, had you know, several broken bones and a, a, a concussion. He's like, but I sure, I sure was thirsty the entire time. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm so glad to be back here with my buddies. Aww. You know, I want to have a so drink with sweet. Michael Malloy. I want to have a drink with Michael Malloy. Right? I really do. He's, I mean, I'm not going to challenge him to a drinking contest. Shit, no. <laughs> but I, but I want to have a drink with him. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, dude. He seemed like a really, really sweet guy. And from all, all right. accounts, from all accounts, he was. He was, well, yeah, like I, everybody like I said, everybody raise him up. Raise him up. Yep. I know you're drinking too. Raise him up. Here's to Michael yep. Malloy. Cheers. <sighs> to Michael. Anyway, to Michael. <laughs> so they find a, a a room in a in a like a, a hotel or like a like a little apartment building or whatever, like a short term apartment building. Mm-hmm. It was a mile from the bar. And they they rent it under the name Joseph Mellory. You know, supposedly Nicholas Mellory's brother. Oh, okay. So they they've gotta they've gotta get him to that room. So old Tough Tony decides he's gonna challenge Michael Malloy to a drinking contest. Whiskey versus methanol, of course. Well yeah. So they they drag him up to the room. They drag him upstairs, and the, at that time, you know, the, it was reported that you know the the lady that owned the apartment building, they said, you know, they're like, okay, this is my brother Nicholas Mellory, and he's really drunk. He needs to sleep it off. And the, the, she reported later that he was actually, um, he, he was actually frothing at the mouth at that point. So it's like okay, he's 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 dodged a shit ton of bullets and everything, but you know it's starting to catch up with him. It seems like if he, if he's frothing at the mouth, that's that's never good, you know. Yeah. But regardless, they drag him up to the room, they drag him upstairs and get him on the bed. They they pull the the, the gas line over to his mouth, and they cover his face with a a, a towel. And unfortunately, this time, Michael Malloy does die. Oh. Sorry to say it. Our hero, our hero, they, they finally, they finally killed him. They finally succeeded. Um, Red Murphy stays with the body to make sure that he's, that he's dead. <laughs> to make sure he's dead. <laughs> to make, yeah, to make sure that he's dead. But he doesn't get so, back up again because, damn, they thought he was dead so many times. <laughs> Yeah. So, so they. I mean, he did. Michael Malloy did get his his yeah little bit of revenge because when when they were trying to get him up onto the onto the when they when they were trying to get him on the bed, he pissed all over Red Murphy. He, nice. I was going to say he <laughs> shit on somebody, didn't he? <laughs> he pissed all over Red Murphy. So. Okay, piss. That's the same thing. Good enough. Yep. <laughs> so Pasquale, he gets with his his crooked contacts to, you know, he gets his crooked contacts to pronounce him dead. Low bar pneumonia, 
and then they buried him under under the Nicholas, Nicholas Mellory name. Then they tried to cash in the insurance policies. Yeah, the, the first one paid out no problem. But most of the most of the time, you know, when you have an insurance a life insurance claim, what do you what do you need to go along with it? Uh, death certificate. Mm, and uh, I don't know. A body. Oh, a body. Well, don't they? He's got the. Don't they have like the 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 crooked corner and everything? They could just say, "Yeah, I saw the body. Sign off on it." No, but the this this insurance company wouldn't do it. They wanted oh, to see a body. The insurance company but, needed to see the body. Right. But uh, these idiots had already buried Michael Malloy. Oh, please tell me they're <laughs> just not going to go dig him up and go, here's the body. They're going to try to kill somebody else, aren't they? <laughs> uh, no. But um, an insurance investigator, an insurance adjuster, he starts looking into the case very meticulously. And... You know, obviously, some red flags are starting to come up. Yeah, this 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 guy's doing their due diligence, whereas the one that the policy that paid out didn't. Obviously, they just yeah, like fuck it, here you go. So the investigator orders Michael Mul- Michael Malloy to be exhumed and an autopsy done by one of their people. Uh-huh. So, so it's it's poisoning. It's determined that it's poisoning. Now, at that time, you know, Tough Tony, he's 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 running his mouth saying that he deserves more of a cut than anybody. Oh yeah. Yeah, but just because he's Tough Tony, and so he starts trying to muscle, you know, muscle everybody out, and he's and he's he's trying to, yeah, he's trying to muscle. He's trying to threaten people into like, okay, well, I I get the ma- the majority of the money. So he winds up in a gunfight, and his own his own flunky Magli, Maglioni shoots and kills Tough Tony. Oh my! So Tough Tony, so Tough Tony's dead, <laughs> and oh and then God. Maglioni <laughs> Maglioni is is arrested. So, you know he he's being questioned and everything. Now Maglioni he, he still thinks he's getting the cut of it. So at, at this point he hasn't he hasn't started talking. However, when the investigator starts in investigating everybody involved, Red Murphy breaks down and he spills the beans. You know, so I, knew that. I knew he was going to be a rat. <laughs> so, so does Hershey Green. And there's, there's, they all have like different stories, you know, different, different variations of the story and everything. And, you know, they're, but it's it's usually one person blaming another person who's blaming another person who's blaming another person. Yes, of course. Yeah, it it goes through all that in the in the book, and the book is also goes like real goes through in great detail the um, the details of these life insurance policies. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. So, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. Yeah. I used to I used to be a licensed life insurance salesperson in South Carolina and you, you don't want to hear that <laughs> well I do if you've got a story like this 
Now, it's, it's all, I mean, they had double indemnity, which means that in the case of an accident, the policy would double. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the main thing. There's a book, there's a book written called Double Indemnity, and it's about this case, and it goes into even more detail. <laughs> but, right on. You know, life, ins- life insurance is kind of a boring subject. <laughs> I have so. no doubt about that. <laughs> so, all of the murder, t- all of the murder trust is arrested and they're charged. They're all spilling the beans. They're all blaming each other, and they're all sentenced to the electric chair. But prior to this happening, prior to the arrests and whatnot, prior to Michael Malloy finally dying, Red Murphy actually was feeling bad, and he confided he he basically spilled the beans to michael he's like look they're trying to kill you and michael he just so so what he says they get if they kill me they'll get theirs in the end and that's exactly what happened they all get to go see old sparky they all got a date with old sparky (laughs) yeah and then the last line of my song is Michael Malloy had beat him in the end. Yes, indeed. Or Mike, Michael Malloy had beat us in the end because it, it, the song's written from the point of view of Tough to- or of, of Tony Marino. Yeah. yeah, it's written from their point of view. <sighs> so go ahead and have a listen to it. All right. Well, oh, wait, well, first, first, let's let's talk. Let's. Let's talk about this song. So, so what did you think of this unbelievable story? Um, unbelievable doesn't even begin to describe it. <laughs> I, dude, insane is closer to the word I would use. That's just, I mean, I can't believe it that these people. <laughs> well, first of all, I cannot believe that this guy just wouldn't die. Right. <laughs> I mean, that in itself, in and of itself, is friggin' amazing. <laughs> Dude, the amount Not- of shit this guy, that they fed this guy, and he didn't die, let alone <laughs> running him over with a car? Fuck, dude. Yeah. I bet you were thinking that after after the gas line, I bet you were thinking like a few minutes later, I was going to say, and Michael Malloy came strolling back through the door. <laughs> You know, it wouldn't have surprised me. <laughs> it would not have surprised me if that's what the story had kept going, to be honest with you. <laughs> this guy just did not want to, dude, I don't know. I guess he just wasn't ready to die. No. And no matter what. Rasputin, like you said, it was legend. It may or may not have happened. This did happen. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, the story of Rasputin, is, it's been... So glamorized in movies where he was poisoned, shot, stabbed, drowned, hung, and all, whatever. Right. But you know what I mean? It may or may not have happened. It may or may not have happened because, you know. I mean, like, (laughs) you know, that happened so long ago. I mean, like, dude, at least in the 30s in the Depression. I mean, that's stuff we can verify. Rasputin was what, like the 1800s? No, it was around World War One. It was, was not, Rasputin not that early. I mean, that, yeah, that I thought it was older than that. Okay, that could be my bad. No, it was it was around World War One. In fact, it 
the last the last Russian czar you know, was was executed in World War One, and that was the that was the one whose wife that he was banging. And okay, all that so Ra- so Rasputin was in the early 1900s then. Okay, right. So so this happened what 15, 20 years later. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Michael Malloy was the reincarnation of Rasputin. How about that? Maybe. There's a theory. <laughs> There's a theory. <laughs> No, I, I'd like to think that Michael Malloy is a... You know, Rasputin was a shithead. Eh. A con man. Maybe. You know, <laughs> but, you know, Michael Malloy was just a good dude that... He was just, just a guy, yeah. Yeah, just just a guy that ha- happened to have a really bad drinking problem. And... <laughs> and apparently an all-star fucking liver... <laughs> all-star liver, all-star st- um, intestine and stomach lining. <laughs> yeah, right? This guy is fucking indestructible. I, I, dude, I do I do like Mike the Durable. I think that's, like an, that's a great fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That that would be a that would be a good band name as well. Yeah, because he was definitely durable. Yeah. But no, dude, I love that. That was a great story. I'm glad I stayed in the dark about it and got to hear it for the first time right here. That was amazing. <laughs> and it, it didn't go as long as I thought that it would. Well, well this is the other podcast. We didn't digress as much. We only did a little bit. Right. But we're at almost an hour and a half. Oh, oh shit, we are. Look at that. Didn't even yeah, notice. I, didn't even I seem thought, like it. <laughs> no. I thought I thought we were going to be well over two hours on this one. Yeah, dude, I like that story. That was great. <laughs> I want to actually, I mean, I know you told the story really well, and I enjoyed it, but it's like now I want to go and read more about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame you. That, I mean, the book is like 300 pages long. I mean, I'm not going to go through, like, everything in, in the book. Oh, yeah, of course not. Yeah. So, and dude, in we fact, don't, we I don't only, have 24 I only... hours. <laughs> right. I only kind of skimmed through the book. I mean, I I've, I already had a pretty good grip grip on the story, you know, because of the podcast that I had listened to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing the next one. And by the way, the the next one that we're going to do is Luca Magnata. Oh, Luca! Another piece of shit. I actually know about this one. Yeah. <laughs> next, we're gonna next we're gonna play my song. The death of Michael Malloy, and I'm just letting you. I know not everybody out there is a metalhead or anything like that. So if you don't like it, it's it's a it's a legitimate it's a thrash metal song. It's technical, and the 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 music, like even if you don't like metal, just kind of give this a chance because the music literally guides you through the story. It as far as and the lyrics. The, the music takes you through it. it, it, it I, I'm really proud of this song. <laughs> it's a good one. I just I just listened to it myself. It's a very good song. Thank you. But it, I mean, I, I did that intentionally, and it's just like, it. I, I think it actually captures the feel of the story. Yeah, it did, definitely. It totally did. Especially the, the breakdown in the middle where it gets slow, the spoken word part, and then the way the solo kicks in right after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that, you know, I, I told you yesterday that musically that was probably 
the best song that I've written to this at this to this point. That's also the latest song that I've written. But <laughs> but but yeah, I'm really happy with it, and I hope I hope y'all are happy with it too. So enjoy. Yep.
got him drunk and pulled him out on the road. Revved up the engine and let her rip. He watched this guy up into the air. But next morning, he had disappeared too. you liked our podcast yes i hope you liked it we had fun yeah absolutely and i, I got a really good feeling about this yep no it was fun and actually it was kind of cool not knowing about it beforehand <laughs> i told you i was, <laughs> I I was you. really i was really into listening to you tell the story man and i was like damn dude if i'd have known more <laughs> about this i'd have been saying a lot more stupid shit than i did <laughs> Oh, I I know, but but still, I wanted your I wanted your genuine reaction to it. Oh, dude, I, I fucking I remember, loved it, man. It was great. The first time I heard the story, is just my jaw was on the floor the entire time uh, that I was listening to it on a on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just that's it's just insane. It's like I said earlier, yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> insane. It's crazy, but hey. Yeah, and Hollywood's slacking because they really need to make a, a movie out of this, or a, a, a movie or a, a miniseries or something. Yeah, well, there is, I did tell you earlier, I so said there is that little 14-minute oh, yeah, kind of short film, a, but I, I can't find it where to watch it anywhere yet, so I don't know. Yeah, so. And it seems like it's more loosely based on the story. It's not, like, exactly the story. From like what I right. read on IMDb, but who knows? I don't know. If I find it, I'll watch it and I'll let you. I'll let you know. Okay, cool. I, if I find I'll it, watch if it. I find it, yeah, I'll send you the link and we can watch it and maybe because talk about is, that. On, honestly, in 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 true crime, this is one of the most un, you know this is one of the most fascinating stories that I've heard. It's like 
by far. I, I can't. Oh, think I was of another riveted, tr- dude. I mean, I couldn't wait for you to tell me what's going to happen next because, like, dude, it can't get any worse than this. Oh, it did, and then it does. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it did. Oh, dude, I loved it. That was fucking great, bro. Anyway, um, I guess in wrapping wrapping it up here. Hope you listen to us. Um, hope you hope you like us. Yes. Our our social media on Facebook. It's Crimes, Killers, Colts, and Beer Podcast. Hold on. On Twitter, on Twitter, it's at CKC underscore beer. CKC underscore beer. That's all. That's easy. That's easy to remember. Yeah. On Instagram, it is CKCAB twenty twenty two. Cool. And we have a we have a YouTube page. There's nothing on it yet. Give us time. There will be. It's uh, Billzilla Productions on YouTube, and we're going to have links for all this stuff in the in the, sh- the show notes. Yes. And but but yeah, there's it, and it's Billzilla Productions because we have two podcasts, and so that YouTube channel is going to be for both podcasts. And we're probably going to post videos on there that have nothing to do with either podcast. But hey, you right. never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like. You know, random comedy bits and stuff like that, and you know, I, I, Todd can do whatever he wants. And right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I think fun. the YouTube channel is going to be more like of a like an insight to what else we do. That's kind of how I'm looking right. at it. Todd has this a is, Todd has a band. Tell him about your band. Yes, I have a band. We play covers from the '80s mostly. It's like retro '80s, like pop and rock. It's called Retroactive Days. You can find us on Facebook under that name. And if you're ever in the Space Coast area, look us up. We might be playing. Come see us. Come say hi. Space Coast of Central Florida. Yeah, I don't Central think we, Florida. Sorry, I yeah, forgot. I don't that think. Part. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think we said that in the beginning when we were. Introducing yes, we ourselves. live in the swamps of Florida. <laughs> yeah. On Cocoa opposite Beach. sides of the state, by the way. Yeah, opposite sides right. of the state. But yeah, we both live and if in you Florida. Go, if you go see Todd at one of his gigs, um, go up to him and say hi, and yes. he'll buy you a beer. I will. <laughs> but you gotta tell me which podcast you listen to. Tell me, hey, I listen to this, or I listen, and I'll buy you a beer. You can't just. Yeah, you, know, you gotta Todd. tell me. <laughs> yeah, you can't just like hi Todd because I get that shit a lot. You, you can't just say, like hi I Todd. Listen, I listen to either. Bill and Todd's Excellent Digression or Crimes, Killers, Colts, and Beer. Yes, and I'll buy you a beer. I'll buy you whatever you're drinking. Right. It doesn't have to be a beer. If you and, don't drink beer, I'll buy you a glass of wine. Whatever. I ain't. And, that's, and this doesn't go out to Todd's friends either. Yes. If, if Todd's friends listen to the podcast, they're, they're, they're yeah. exempt from this. Yes, they're they exempt from this rule because I already he's, know you fuckers. He's probably bought, he's probably bought, he's probably, if, if you're one of Todd's friends listening to this, he's probably bought you a gazillion beers already to this point anyway. So stop, you buy your own damn beer. Buy your own damn beer. <laughs> if you already know me. If you don't. If you already know him. If not, yeah. come up and Todd will buy you a beer. Yeah. If you come up and say, hey, I listen to you on Crimes Killers. Cults and Beer podcast, I'll buy you a beer. But right. not my friends, because you know what? I know you guys, and screw off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've known Todd for a very long time, like 30-plus years. And Longer than most people been alive. <laughs> right. He's 
Todd has bought me many a beer, and I bought him many a beer. And vice versa, yes, definitely. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it, 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 it doesn't even apply to me. <laughs> yeah. So. Although, anyway, if Bill showed up to one of my shows, I'd still buy him a beer because he drove all the way across the fucking state to come see me play. So. Yeah. He, he lives in Cocoa Beach area. I live in Tampa area. Yep. Exact opposite sides of the state. Yep. Jump, jump on I-4. <laughs> right. Anyway. will get there in a, day, in a day or two. I-4 traffic. <laughs> yeah, with I-4 traffic, no shit. You have better luck Especially. going down to 60 and then coming back up. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you for listening. We mean that from the bottom of my, our heart. We hope you keep listening. And we'll see you the next episode. Later. Later.